When Billy Napier took over the Florida Gators, he was talking about one of the most important phases of his plans of rebuilding this program, which was identity. But what exactly is the Florida Gators' identity? I, I think I know. We'll talk about it only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Wednesday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports. Before leaving, or before getting into this, it's been a day, I just ask you to like, subscribe, leave a comment, review, whatever it is. Let me know how I can improve this show to make it better for you. And like I mentioned in the in the intro, um, we, we spoke a lot about identity. That was, that was one of the biggest things for Billy Napier when he got in the years. One of the phases was to form this identity for this team. And yes, I believe you can look at the general identity of the team and you can say, you know, toughness, hardworking, committing, uh, acquisition, whatever you want to talk about. I think that the offense and defense have similar but different identities. I think when you look at the offense, you're looking at the identity of, or actually both sides actually are kind of just outsmart in a way, because you look at the offense and the play calling, it's built there to build that identity, not even talking about the personnel, completely disregarding that because personnel will change, play calling will change a little bit, but generally the principles will probably stay the same. So when you look at the play calling, it's designed to create mismatches and confusion. And we've, we've spoken about that so much where you look at counter runs. If you're overly aggressive, a counter run is going to break off for a big gain against your defense. You look at Tyler Fornis last week. Uh, he came here, I believe it was the Tuesday show, where we spoke about chaining plays together that are similar but different in the sense of, you know, at one point you you have a guy coming in motion. He also spoke about this being more important with Rob Sale than it was with Billy Napier. But you have a guy coming in motion, fake the jet sweep, hand it off to the running back. You have a guy coming in motion, you fake the jet sweep, fake the handoff to the running back and throw a screen or throw a deep ball, whatever. You have a guy coming in motion the next play and then you actually hand it off to him that time. And so chaining plays together that look similar but are different, constantly giving the defense different looks and different approaches to get different results, obviously, but to constantly make them go, wait, which one is this going to be this time? But they see a guy coming in motion, like, okay, is this the handoff for the sweep, the handoff for the running back, a play action to both of them, and then, I, and then a ball thrown somewhere or a QB run, whatever it might be, and chaining plays together like that. Phenomenal, by the way, when a coach can actually do that to make things look the same. I especially love it when it comes at a completely different point in the game. Uh, if it worked the first time, then you run a similar looking play a quarter later, but it's a completely different design it's just the same setup beautiful uh looking at that jet sweep like i mentioned looking at the play action passing where whether there's a jet sweep or not or a man in motion or not this is a team where people talk about billy napier and you go 
well, this is a wide zone. He wants to run the ball a lot. He's going to run the ball 55, 60% of the time. And then you have those play actions coming in where everybody's thinking, okay, it's going to be a run. And then you get the, you get a little triggeration there. Corner bites a little too hard. Guess what? You got to go around going down the sideline and he's going to be wide open. Things like that create so much. I think when you talk about outsmarting, that's what we're looking at in the play calling. When we're looking at the personnel set up to create those mismatches and confusion, you look at the uh, the the difference in the personnel that's going to be coming out for this Florida Gators team that we saw with the Louisiana Raging Cajuns under Billy Napier and under Rob Sale, obviously not this past year, but the year before that, when he was with Louisiana before going to the Giants for a year. You look at the, the 12 personnel is what we talk about all the time. And that's where we'll talk about motion a lot. But you look at the 11 personnel, like Tyler Fornis spoke about 10 personnel with no tight ends, but you got you got a very spread out look here. And you can do so much with the motion, with bringing guys into the backfield, sending them out into the slot, sending them everywhere, and and just doing whatever you can, essentially, when you look at this offense. Uh, it, it's essentially just doing whatever you can to make sure that the defense can't get a legitimate beat on what you are about to do. And that that's kind of the name of the game here, where, you know, if a defense wants to be... Um, wants to be aggressive against a Florida Gators team or against a Billy Napier coach team, uh, you're going to run into some issues because you're going to be aggressive and you're going to bite on plays. Like I mentioned, like with the counter, you are going to bite on, no, that's a run to the right. And then it's just a run to the left and and things like that, where you bite on the jet sweep. And guess what? The plays go into the opposite side of the field. And now there's less defenders on that side and more blockers and, and just doing whatever you can, because we spoke about this with, uh, I believe it was Seth Galina last week. I had a lot of guests last week. And I believe it was Seth Galina that I spoke about with this. It might have even been off air, honestly. But I've always liked the idea that you can't always overpower people. No matter how hard you work, you can't always overpower people. No matter how hard you work, you can't always outrun people. But if you work hard enough, you can almost always outsmart somebody and that's essentially what we're looking at with the florida gators under billy napier we're looking at a team that is going to just do everything they can to cause confusion and chaos but they are going to be completely in control and i think that's what we're looking at where it's going to be a a kind of battle of wits where you have billy napier's offense and rob sales expertise and rob sales offense and you have this creativity this this chaos controlled chaos but you also have these athletes from Florida now, and now you're adding in a completely different beast here with this offense. We're about to take a look at the defensive side of the ball, but first we'll talk to you guys about Rock Auto because today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. You got to wait while the person behind the counter does whatever and takes for forever to order their parts on their computer from their warehouse from the supplier that they use and it's more expensive so that they make more money when you have a computer or a phone if you're listening to this or watching this you have access to that you have access to rockauto.com at home in your pocket whatever it is you could save time and money when you use 
Rock Auto. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in your How Did You Hear About Us box so they know exactly who sent you with amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Thanks again for making Locked Gators your first listed of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting into the second part of today's episode, we're talking about identity still, and now we're talking about the identity of this defense. And I mentioned the identity of the offense being to outsmart. That's essentially the same identity as the defense here, because I mentioned this when I was talking to Seth Galina last week, and and we're going to talk about this a lot. And believe me, we've got a lot of scheme content coming out over the next few weeks. It's just it's difficult to study. It's time consuming, you know? Um, but I mentioned that Ron Roberts, who was, he, he is essentially the guy where that, that I don't even know, the, his coaching tree is Dave Aranda and Patrick Tony. Um, and, and that's Ron Roberts. And Ron Roberts had, has a coaching principle that he likes to talk about with this defense, um, where he says, we never want to show an offense the same thing post snap that we showed them pre-snap because that causes offenses and quarterbacks to think and it's really hard for a lot of college quarterbacks to kind of process that quickly we look at nfl quarterbacks and they struggle when defenses show completely different coverages than they actually play and and that's great so the florida gators have that going for them that's one of the reasons that i'm so high on this defense is that i think that that's a fantastic concept and that that's that's a fantastic uh strategy and approach to take where you can look at two high safeties and the two corners are playing kind of off and you're thinking well it, it could be uh could be cover four could be cover two but they're just not pressing or they're playing off or it could be some kind of man but then you snap the ball both corners are dropping one of the safeties comes up into the box and it's like well guess what now it's cover three and it's not what we were expecting or you could show a single high and you go well it's probably cover one or cover three and then both safeties drop back and you could just show so many different looks and you can create so much chaos like i've been talking about with this florida gator team where they want to create chaos and that's something that is so important with this florida gators defense now in that they want to make you think because they are confident that if you are stuck thinking, you are going to make mistakes and they are going to capitalize on that and they are going to find success from it. And then you look at a very, very, very similar concept that we've talked about quite a bit when we talk about, yeah, I mean, I'm sure most of you are, are on to this already, creepers and simulated pressure or sim pressure, uh, where creepers is... We, we have four down linemen, four people are rushing, but one of the down linemen drops back into coverage and a linebacker blitzes or a corner blitzes or a safety blitzes. And it, it causes just mass confusion. And especially like Seth Galina talked about this last week when we were talking about, uh, when we were talking about creepers, where a quarterback, specifically when you're running the RPO, and Ron Roberts has said he likes to use it to stop RPOs, but a quarterback is kind of looking at well, that section of the field is open right now because of what because of how the defense is lined up. You can see what's open. But then a defensive end drops into there right when you snap the ball. And if you're running the RPO, you've got to react quickly 
to be able to beat that. And I, I think that when you look at creepers, that's one of the things where we go, well, we're going to outsmart people. We're going to cause havoc there. So stopping the RPO is big there, especially when you're playing the SEC. And then things are kind of getting a, a little more spread out, a little more air ready, a little, a little more RPO based. And Florida kind of putting themselves in a good position to kind of stop that a bit. And then you look at sim pressure, which is showing blitz, and then not blitzing. It's still, you're rushing four people, but you showed that you were sending six. And like I mentioned a lot before, uh, if you play Madden, this is that 2-4-5 or 4-2-5 double A gap formation, but you don't blitz. You, you don't run mid blitz. You just run straight up cover two or straight up cover three. And you're kind of, again, showing that you're going to send pressure. You're showing that Essentially, it's going to look like you're playing man defense because if you've got six guys at the line of scrimmage, you're going to say, well, guess what? If there's five DBs in this case, they're probably all in man. Uh, but in actuality, it's, I don't care, cover two, whatever. That's that's the coverage we'll use. Um, so it's cover two, but you're showing blitz and a quarterback is going to say, well, I should have this slant open, right? Like like this slot slant should be open right away. Um and then all of a sudden, there is a large man right in the path there. And and so things like that where the Florida Gators are doing everything they can to become... Uh, what's, what's a good word to use to describe? The Florida Gators are doing everything they can to become just absolute pests offensively and defensively. And the defense specifically is built off of doing that, where if you run into a truly great offensive mind, they can give you some issues. And there are obviously some weaknesses to this, uh, to this, this creepers, this same pressure showing. But for the most part, the Florida Gators are doing what they can to just become pests. And they are going to have a lot of fun. Like I, I think Tape Tuesdays, when we get back to Tape Tuesdays, um, which I might do before the season, just with Louisiana tape from last year to kind of show what we're going to see, might do. Um, it's, it's really fun. It's really interesting. And if you like scheme, you are going to absolutely love this Florida Gators defense, which again is going to look very, very, very similar to the Baylor Bears defense of last year and the year before under Dave Aranda with Ron Roberts as the defensive coordinator, where they, they've been, I mean, far and away the best defense in the Big 12, aside from maybe Oklahoma State, and that's going to change as well. So the Florida Gators are looking like a team that is obviously trending upwards and obviously doing it again to become awesome. But uh, it's weird because I feel like we look at this team and we don't usually look at the Florida Gators and go, ah, outsmart everybody. I feel like we've looked at the Florida Gators and we're going, ah, be better athletes. Um, But that's not the case at all now. It's going to be be great athletes, but outsmart everybody. And, and that's going to play such a huge part in the development and rebuild for the Florida Gators football program. And I cannot wait for it. We are about to start talking about the rebuild of the Florida Gators basketball program. But first, a quick word from Bet Online because the NFL draft is done. NBA playoffs are wrapping up. The finals are kind of taking place. There's always a blowout, though. Just bet either team uh, to win by 31 or more. And odds are you'll hit it at this point. It, it's just ridiculous. Um, so there's, there's that nonsense, but betonline.net is a great way to make money and it's been working. Kevon Looney, thank you so much. Love you. 
Uh, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Not just sports, by the way. You could bet on non-sports things like reality TV, award shows. Uh, I know that there's a lot of wrestling fans and wrestling. You can bet on wrestling if you want to call that sports, sports entertainment, entertainment. I don't care. Uh, whatever makes you happy. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. To wrap up today's show, we are talking about Riley Kugel. Like I said, the Florida Gators men's basketball team is rebuilding. They are, they are working on their way. And new head coach Todd Golden is kind of also doing his little Billy Napier, Lil Wayne lighter flick thing right now. He's getting going with Riley Kugel being the latest commit who committed on Monday night, which was literally, I stopped recording and then I got a notification. And I was like, we'll talk about it Wednesday. Um, so we will, and we also will go more in depth on another day. I plan on doing a day for pretty much every, uh, the entire class for the Florida Gators men's basketball team as well. Uh, but, but for today, we're going to talk about this ad. I mean, it's, it's a big ad. If you, if you don't know who Riley Google is, uh, he committed to Mississippi state in November of 2021 and then he decommitted in March of 2022 after Ben Howland, who was, if you, you don't know, uh, was the Mississippi State men's basketball coach that recruited Riley Kugel to the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Uh, he was fired following the season because, well, not great, Bob. Um, so so he, he is gone. Things change. And like we saw when Mike White left, uh, players tend to decommit when they've been recruited by a coach. And, and we saw with Dan Mullen as well, where players that were recruited by a specific coach, that coach gets fired or leaves. Mike White, uh, thank you for not giving us that buyout that we had to pay, um, that we would have had to pay. And then a player decommits, because obviously if you spent this whole time being recruited by a coach and then that coach is gone, it's it's like, well, I don't care anymore. Like the, like the guy that sold me on the thing wasn't there anymore. Uh, so Riley Kugel is a six foot five. 185-pound guard out of Orlando, Florida. He is a high school teammate, or he is, was, high school teammates with another current Florida Gators commit in Denzel Aberdeen, who uh, I like. I like what he can do. I like that we have them both. I'm assuming that they'll both be here for at least two seasons, which is going to be awesome, because I think the longer they're together after already playing together in high school... um, Chemistry should be off the charts, is what I'm getting at. I think it's going to be sick. Riley Kugel was the second highest ranked uncommitted player at the time of his commitment in the nation. So he's the second highest ranked uncommitted player, player still with, still up in the air at the time of his commitment on Monday night, which is awesome. Uh, Riley Kugel is, I, I, I want to say he's been described as, because I got to watch very little of him, it's very hard to find high school basketball tape. I will say that. Um, but he, he's an aggressive scorer. He could attack as a slasher, get get to the basket, which is awesome. Because as we all know, Todd Golden, I mean, not even Todd Golden, the most efficient shots in basketball are at the rim twos and catch and shoot threes. And guess what? Riley Kugel has skill as a slasher. He is also a fairly solid shooter. So that is... Is awesome where, where Riley Kugel kind of fits that offensive mold perfectly. He has said specifically 
that arguably the biggest selling point or one of the biggest selling points for him to come to the Florida Gators was that he loves Coach Todd Golden's style and approach as a coach, which is awesome because we're seeing these things where Florida is hiring these guys like Todd Golden, like Billy Napier, where we we look at them and we go, they they've never really done it on a large stage before. You know, Billy Napier was with the Sun Belt and 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 he was winning the Sun Belt two years in a row. Uh, and then Todd Golden was with San Francisco and made a tournament with them, and that that is awesome. Uh, but it was like we've never seen them be a head coach at a Power Five program, let alone an SEC program or a conference as prestigious as the SEC, which there are none. But you get my point of being a being in charge of a big program. So it's awesome to see these coaches that are thought of as riskier hires or and these small school guys. But then they're coming in and they're recruiting like kings instantly, and that's really really awesome to talk about with Riley Google, with Todd Golden, with Billy Napier. And again, just from watching what I could of Riley Google, uh, I will say the easiest thing for me, because I, I am just so bad at evaluating basketball players, I will say that. Um, he looks like a sick athlete. Like, I, I don't need to be good at evaluating basketball players to go, that's a good athlete. And that's what Riley Kugel is. You can see just by the way he moves. He is so quick. He's so fluid. And Woo-hoo-hoo! Bungees. I'll tell you that. Bungees. That's all I can say about it. Like Riley Kugel is someone that I'm very much looking forward to seeing with the Florida Gators, seeing play. He is the 12th player, or uh, 12th scholarship player of the 13 allowed for the 2022-2023 Florida Gators season, which is going to be awesome. Um, I am instantly, like, not, I don't want to say instantly, but I am already higher on the upcoming Florida Gators men's basketball season than I was for last season's Florida Gators men's basketball team. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to all the ads, um, whether or not they are transfer athletes. It's not like with Mike White where um, approximately 400% of his ads were transfer portal ads. It was, it was wild stuff, but Todd Golden has added to the transfer portal. He's added from high school, and he got a big-time commit in Riley Cool, and he's just He's building this program up, and the Florida Gators are on their way, way up. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow with more on your Florida Gators as John Garcia, Sports Illustrated's Director of Football Recruiting and Lockdown's Recruiting Insider, joins the show. Now make your second listen, Locked On SEC, hosted by Chris Gordy of Sports 790, one of the best darn hosts that Locked On has to offer, and he's always getting awesome interviews, awesome information. He, he, he's just fantastic. For Locked On Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports and GiantsCountryOfSI.com, and I will see you all tomorrow.